0: This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. I was wondering when you were going to show up. You've been awfully quiet lately. And when am I not by your side, Sir Phillips? It's a good question. You seem to be awfully selective about what you know and don't know about me. That's because I see so many things about you. Honestly, sometimes it's very hard to tell. To tell what? Facet upon facet. Layer upon layer. So many put there by you. So many by others. All of them true. Tell me, Sir Phillips, which one do I believe? So you're saying I'm complicated. Oh, yes. Perhaps more than you give yourself credit for. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I prefer it that way. It keeps me guessing. As long as you're having fun. You have come. One thing before I go, yes, you made a promise. Don't forget to protect her. I won't. Hello, there. you must be Hanover Phillips. Very nice to meet you. Mm. I'm Dr. Zakir Aziz, and before you go any further, I know exactly what you're thinking. You know, Zakir Aziz, you know, scary Middle Eastern name, dark complexion, you know, exotic accent, that sort of thing. I promise you, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. I'm here to help. I've got a very, very friendly face, which you might see if you got up off the bed uh, and turned away from the wall and looked at me. I'm fine like this, and believe me, from my perspective, you're not very exotic. Oh, well, good. That's... Actually slightly disappointing. So I assume you're here to give me a mental evaluation, then? Well, not specifically, no. But I was told that if I spoke to you, it might be helpful. Helpful for you or me? I suppose that depends on what you have to say, doesn't it? Why don't you tell me something about yourself, Mr Phillips? Sir Phillips. Uh, Sir Phillips, yes. Well, there's not much to say, really. My name is Sir Hanover Phillips. I'm a questing knight of the Metadyne Corporation, an office branch of Bell Tower in the southeast Midlands. I'm human, from Earth, currently employed on a mission with a goblin squire named Nero Guillaume to investigate an acquisition of a property by our corporation known as Ave Nova, its connection to beings known as angels, and the specific threat they represent to the free races of the Midlands. Uh, And to ultimately identify and neutralize that threat. As you would, I expect. Um. So... Tell me, uh, what brings you to this neck of the woods, then? Any inquiries about my previous missions would have to be requested from my immediate superior chief executive, Rayburn, of the Bell Tower Metadyne offices. Mr. Rayburn is the only one who has the authorization to release that information to non-corporate personnel. I'll make a note to do that. What I meant was, um, what brought you here specifically, you know... How did I wind up in a hospital in a padded cell in a straitjacket that's neutralizing my powers, you mean? If you like... Now that is an interesting question, because to be honest with you, some of the particulars of how I wound up in this situation are a little hazy even to me. Maybe if I went over them with you, we might be able to hash them out. What do you think? I'm game if you are. Well, let me back up a few hours then. I think you'll find this interesting. over here. Come on. I've got him. Can I it? Yeah. Oh alright, sit down right here. There we go. Cole, help me get his jacket off. Right. Uh, Sorry about your shirt. It's alright. Oh. oh, I'll get the med kids. Yeah, that looks pretty painful. Oh, I've seen him with way worse than this. How are you holding up? I'll live. Interestingly, the pain's different than when we were at the hospital. I look straight in my eyes. I want to make sure you're not suffering any shock or systemic damage. Okay. How is it different now than it was then? Uh, felt like needles going through my whole body, but now that's stopped and we got away from the hospital, it just feels like a burn. Uh, not just any burn. That's a steam burn, my least favorite kind. Uh, at least it's not blistering. No, the skin's just sloughing off. We've got to keep this clean. Cold! I'm right here. Uh, here you go. Healing spray. Thanks. Ooh, yeah. burn brace yourself this is going to be a little chilly oh god cold cold that's it reversing the burn damage okay we'll get you a blanket when we're done here one more there you go Unfortunately, this is going to keep your body temperature a little low until the healing factor kicks in. Got that covered. Here's a little thermal blanket for you. (laughs) Huh? no. Don't leave. Don't leave. you got fur. Uh, Sit next uh, to me. All right, all right. All right. There you go. So you got yourself a burn in the shape of a small human hand. At least you weren't hallucinating what happened to you back there. No, it's always nice to know you're not crazy, isn't it? The girl, what was her name again? Helen. Did she look like she was from the Earth or from the Midlands? I couldn't tell in that light. Still, I'm getting the impression of dark hair and dark skin. No specific ethnic background, so possibly Midlander. That orderly thing that was chasing the two of you... You get a good look at that. Uh-uh. Whatever it is, though, it's big and it's strong, and she implied there's more than one of them. Joy. You said it was smashing through walls to get to you, and Cole, you didn't hear anything? Not a sound, and there was no new damage to the building. Hannah, but tell me one thing. When you were running through the place, did you notice anything besides there not being any exits? Yeah. I want to say that everything inside looked a bit... newer. Hmm. Well, there you go. It's in soft space. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh Magical locations weren't my strong suit in school. You want to explain that? Well... The off-road itself would be considered a soft space. It's a flux point between two anchor points, in this case between a world and the Midlands anchored by the road. That's why the off-road can change unpredictably and why you can get lost on it forever if you're not careful. Yeah, but the right amount of magic and scientific knowledge, you can create one yourself. Less scrupulous magicians can use them as escape routes or even smuggling routes. They don't sound very stable. They're notoriously unstable. Not to mention the fact that the magic used to create these spaces has a tendency to spawn aberrant entities. Aberrant entities? You create this space, the space starts ...creating monsters. It's the same principle where the off-road can spawn unpredictable flora and fauna, only this is more concentrated. Things that come out of here are bad news. For St. Rita's Hospital to exist in three places like this would take an enormous amount of power. Well, we are dealing with angels, aren't we? Maybe. I'm not entirely convinced. What do you mean? We found evidence of a ritual magic space back there. This was one of the glyphs they were using. This doesn't jibe with any of the angelic script we've seen before. So you're thinking there's a third party involved? What, you mean like a cult of some kind? That's an awfully good question, Cole. Maybe you could help us out on that front. Turvy. It's all right, pretty lady. I know what I'm doing here. I'm not sure I understand what you two are talking about. We found a long hallway in there completely papered over floor to ceiling with photocopies of hands with the number 144 on them as well as other things. It's not listed anywhere on the map. Whoever did this, assuming it was an agency on this side of this whole situation, would have needed a fair amount of alone time to undertake a project of that size. Cole, you had a couple of days to yourself here before we arrived, didn't you? You're accusing me of doing this. Yeah, Turvy, what's the deal? I got this one, Phillips, don't worry. Well, if you don't trust me, why don't you just come out and say it? This isn't a question of trust, Cole, and I'm not accusing you of anything. But the three of us here have enough experience to tell you one thing. The entities involved here have a tendency to get inside people's heads and start messing around, whether they know it or not. Now, when we first met you, you looked pretty exhausted. And even though you didn't come out and say it, this place shakes you pretty badly. And you've been around this place alone the longest. So I'm not questioning your motivation, and I'm not questioning your loyalty. I'm just asking you, do you think it's possible that that could have happened? <sighs> you know, I'd love to argue your point, but quite frankly, turn can your not To be blunt, I haven't had a decent night's sleep since I first found this place. Well, except for the one I spent with Hanover and Nero here. No, you're welcome. Yeah, no need to thank us there. Fact of the matter is, though, since I've arrived here, I've had some pretty bad dreams. Very strange, very twisty labyrinth, and nothing specific, just bad. Certainly nothing about wallpapering a hallway. But as fatigued as I am, I don't know. You may be right. I could have done that without knowing it. I have no alibi. Well, thanks for being honest. Because we're both in the same boat. Would you mind showing them the photographs we found in there? These were taped to the wall inside the hallway Turvey just described. They're pictures of our campsite, and they would have been taken last night or sometime early this morning. Look at this photo paper. This stuff looks like it's 20 years old. And like I pointed out before, Turvey, this stuff is actually on photo paper. We don't have the facilities to develop something like that here. I'm well aware of that. This whole situation's pretty weird, but I just want to clear something up by example. You think any of this is possible? What you're asking me is if during my first shift I took these photographs, got to the hospital on foot because I couldn't use the truck as so that would have woken all of you up, developed the pictures, put them on the wall, and then come back here in time for you to take your shift. That's what I'm asking. Even as a bugbear and a ranger it would be highly unlikely, but I suppose that doesn't matter because upon close examination of the photographs, I see what you mean about us both being in the same boat. What do you mean? Look at the tree right next to the fire. Turvey's jacket? I wore that to bed, and I didn't take it off until I came out from my shift when I hung it on the tree there. And I never left that campsite. Now, I suppose there's a possibility there was somebody else out in the woods snapping pictures of us in the middle of the night. Not that I would have heard them over the noise the three of you were making. No fair blaming us for that. That's an occupational hazard. The point I'm trying to make here is that if somebody out there was taking these pictures, I should be in all of them. I never left that fireside, not even to take a piss, until you guys woke up. So one alternative is you could have taken these pictures. Yeah, but he just said he never left the fireside. As far as I remember, I didn't. I'm still counting on a third party here. Cole, what about the researchers? Are you sure they all left? I Escorted them back to the road personally and did a head count and saw them on their way. That's part of my job. And even if one or more of them came back and they're lurking around the woods somewhere, it wouldn't explain why Turvey's not in those pictures. Or how they got printed onto ancient photo paper, for that matter. Which leaves us with one final, uncomfortable alternative. Whatever's going on over in that hospital is not only messing with us, it's actually manipulating reality to do so. We better all be on guard 24-7 from this point forward. Cheerful. So, how's your arm doing? Much better, not quite as stingy. And I'm warming up. Thanks a lot, Cole. My pleasure. All right, we should be able to hit the satellite feed out to Metadyne very soon. I'm going to send them this glyph and see if they can't match it with any sort of ritual magic that it might be associated with. And I'll have someone over there at the St. Rita's on Earth go and check the files to see if there's a patient there named Helen. Is there anything else we need to cover? Yeah, I got a question. Yeah, me too, but you go first, Hervey. Thanks. And all the materials the researchers left behind, were there any photographs of the marsh just outside by the observation deck? Yes. And I've got them right here. Thanks. Yep. Just what I thought. I'm impressed you figured it out right away. It took me a few times to see it. What are you two talking about? See for yourself. It's pictures of the marsh. What am I supposed to be looking for? Look at the shape of the creek running through the reeds. It's just like before, like we saw it. It's a straight line. What did I tell you to remember when we were there? You said S for straight line. With the hand gesture. You said S for straight line. Wait, that's not right. First time I noticed this effect... I would about a year's salary that that creek did a 90-degree cut right through those reeds. Till I went back and checked the photographs here at camp later and saw that there was no creek at all. Just like I remembered it. Oh, fuck this place! Are you telling me that we can't even rely on our own memories here? Yep. Whatever evidence we bring back is sketchy at best. So all of that stuff, the papered hallway, the ritual space, the little girl, all of that stuff could be fake? Or it's just letting us remember what it wants us to remember. It may not all be fake. Helen left this wound on my arm. That might be real enough to go on. True. It might also be a trap. Remember, you're a knight, and you're supposed to protect people. And what needs more protection than a helpless young girl in need? You're not above manipulation. Remember that. <sighs> Yeah, you're right. You should get that bandaged, by the way. I can do that. So what was your question? When Helen and I were running away from that orderly thing, we were in a lobby with a staircase going down. Does that place exist in the building? Yeah, I know exactly the place you're talking about. It leads down to the lower level, but you can't get down there. It's almost completely flooded out. Yeah, well, it wasn't in my version. She told me not to go down there because that's where the worm sleeps. We had a reference to something called the worm in the hallway. That might be significant. Yeah, it may be. So what's at the bottom of those stairs, Cole? That, I'm afraid, is where the chapel is. Yeah, well, it would be, wouldn't it? i have been listening to The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Lightning for Hire, Part 5. Written and performed by Kai and Chris Conroy as part of the Technical Difficulties podcast series. You can contact me at techdiff at gmail.com, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash techdiff, or look for Technical Difficulties at Facebook. You can also comment on this show over at techdiff.com. To be continued next time on The Account, A Tale of the Waking World, The Lightning for Hire. Hello, Kaya and Chris Conroy here. I thought I'd bust in and say Happy New Year to everyone, because I really didn't say any Happy New Year stuff at all prior to this. And, um, well, I just uh, wanted to say hello to everybody. I've been strangely silent on this end, mostly because a couple of people, well, lots of people actually were saying, why don't you stop being so chatty at the end of the damn show? It's distracting. Just let us listen to it and put up the, uh, you know, audio booze or something else for a separate podcast where you can chat to the audience. And I haven't because I haven't gotten around to it, uh, because I've been busy, and I've also been mentally doing things and that kind of stuff, and uh, writing new material. And uh, not exactly an apology, but this episode turned out to be a little bit more expositional than I had planned. There was supposed to be a bunch of action in it, and then I realized I had to get a lot of information across, so I thought, you know what, let's just split the action off till the next episode. But I think you'll like it. People have been saying how much they've been enjoying this particular story so far, and I'm very appreciative of that. And uh, like that, really, that's that's all I really have to add to the situation. The situation... That's all I really have to add to this podcast, uh, really. So, um, like that. (laughs) Wish I had more else to say. Um, I'm going to do something really, really mundane and stupid, though. I'm going to talk about the weather. The weather here in Minnesota was gorgeous up until about a week ago when it turned Arctic. And uh, up until then, you know, wow, this has been the warmest Minnesota winter ever. And uh, I'm thankful for that. So, I'm thankful for what I've had so far this year in terms of weather. Does that help? I don't know. Anyway, uh, if anybody out there would like to kick me a few bucks over at techdiff at gmail.com via PayPal, that would be appreciated. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm just kind of saving up to buy some non specific stuff to improve the overall performance around the studio and around my life. You know, this is not like a goal oriented thing last year when I bought the computer. This is just sort of a general kind of I'm watching my PayPal fund sort of get depleted sort of thing. And I, I use that money to, you know, pay for, uh, you know, aspects of internet connectivity and my domain names and things like that. So if you have it, if 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 you got a few extra bucks lying around, you know what, spend it on yourself. But if you're feeling uh, charitable and you want to flip me like five, ten bucks, please do. That's techdiff at gmail.com via PayPal, and I would appreciate that very much. Um, And that's really all I have to say. So uh, I'll try to get onto the audio booze and other things. And I've got to get some mini episodes of comedy in here, too. I've got some comedy backing up in my brain. I can feel it. I'm going to try and bang those out on top of everything else. And. and that's all I've uh, got to say. Thank you so much for all the appreciative words and the words of support, and I got an invitation to go to a convention as a uh, as a guest, not as a... They, they were not paying my way or anything. That's the first time that's ever happened. I don't know if I can go but uh, i i think that's i've passed in the, another milestone and boy was that painful so i'll uh i'll let you know how things go on that front and uh, if any of you out there are fan or as i said uh, i mentioned this before in february I'll, i will be going on the jonathan colton the Joko crazy cruise um, I've never been on a cruise. My wife has always wanted to go on a cruise, and she said we're going on a cruise. So we're going on a cruise. We'll be paying for this forever, but it doesn't matter because we've never been on a cruise before, and I'd like to try it, and so does my wife. And so we're going on the Joe Co Crazy Cruise. And if anybody out there is a fan of this podcast and wants to meet me there, feel free to do so. I'll be trapped on a boat. So <laughs> the, anyway, uh, that's it. I'm done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bend your ear off. I promise you, people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I'm not said. I didn't mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Sonic Summerstock Playhouse is on the air Exclusively on Mutual The Summerstock Playhouse is an annual celebration Of old time radio remakes By modern day audio drama producers Each putting their own special spin On a classic program Don't miss a single episode Sundays in July and August Only on Mutual Better living through audio